Since Meg and Russ will have to see each other at school events and other milestones, they realize that it's in everyone's best interest to get along. We support our kids, we're there for our kids, and we're a family, regardless of whether we're married or not. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Oh my goodness, I just made it by the skin of my teeth. (laughs) But I will get into that very, very shortly. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And I'm your host, Mark Scalia. And you're listening to the show one of three ways. One, through my website, markscalia.com, where you can find out more about me as a comic, as an actor, as a person. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, The second way you can listen, you can click the box you're listening to, and that will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, and then you can be part of our live chat. And the third way you can listen is you can listen through the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show. After we're done live, I then slightly edit it, condense it a little bit, and then upload it to iTunes, so you can listen at your leisure. So, ladies and gentlemen, by the skin of my teeth, I just got here. And as I always start the show, because I love to start it this way, I start it with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? It's now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And the reason I say that I'm getting in on the skin of my teeth is I just did a trolley show. I am doing the Ghost and Legends trolley tour, and tonight was my second night. I did one last night, and the trolley was a little thin. So, of course, the operator of the trolley, the gentleman in charge of producing the show, he said, look, he goes, the show's a little thin. We don't want you to have a dead trolley. So if you know anybody that wants to come on, just to come on, to fill the trolley. Please put that out there. And I did. And my wife, Karen, showed up, and her sister showed up, and her sister's husband showed up, which was very nice. And then we sold a few more tickets. So I think we had maybe about 15 people. I didn't do a final head count like I'm supposed to because I was a little... I was starting a little late, so (laughs) I'm a little off. But it's such a fun show, and I've... To me, it's like Scrooge on Halloween. It's, It's a lot of fun to do. And, you know, there's a lot to memorize because there's stories everywhere you go. There's about 15 stories that you have to remember. So, and of course, there's downtime with red lights and such. So I have to improvise a little bit of that. So, but it's a lot of fun and it is a little spooky. It's a little scary. Some of the show, some of the stories are very scary. Uh, well, not scary. Scary is to be scared is a subjective thing. What scares some people doesn't scare others. So startling I can do and unsettling I can do. And that's what I did. So, and my character is a grave digger. <laughs> and the joke is, do you like this vest? Isn't it nice? You'd be amazed at all the things people throw away. <laughs> so, so I just came back from that and I didn't write a huge monologue, to be honest with you. Because I had a guest scheduled, and the only way I've been communicating with him is through Facebook, which is crazy. And, you know, at this day and age, there's 100 million ways to get a hold of somebody. So long story short, at about 4 o'clock, I said to him, I go, look, I have to get a guest for tonight. And I was thinking about maybe not doing a show. And I was like, well, I don't want to not do a show because I said I'd have a show. And then I told everybody I have a show. 
So I said, look, I got to replace my guest. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. And he goes, and I said, well, maybe next week. So my guest this week is now next week. But what I've done is because I really didn't have much of monologue, and I'll get to more of the guests coming later. I will talk about, there's been another debate, the vice presidents, which, you know, it really doesn't matter. It You know, the vice presidents, if you like vice presidents, it's good. And if you don't, well, whatever. So the debate was last night. And it was uh, just, I thought that Kane was, you know, interrupting. He interrupted more, I thought, than than Donald Trump did. Except Donald Trump just go, you're wrong, you know, like into the microphone, <laughs> which was, it's dumb in itself. And it just shows that you don't know what you're doing. And I thought Pence, he was... And they're like, well, he's apologizing for Trump. It's like, no, he's not really apologizing for Trump. He's just, he's trying to be his own man, but he's running, you know, he's running the campaign. But, you know, you can see how one is very rehearsed in what they're going to say. And one is just speaking. And, and now, you know, of course, the next day, everybody's like Facebook bullshit. And, you know, then they did, you know, the fact check and this and that and the other thing. But the moderator, I thought, gave, you know, she wasn't as... I think she was a little easier on one than the other. I think when somebody interrupts, then you stop and, you know, stop the person interrupting and then you reset the question. She did that a couple times, but then it also turned into more. And I'm like, do you realize, and I had this thought last night, do you realize that if you guys just said, fuck it, fuck parties, let's combine our resources. Let's combine them. Let's combine our resources and our votes, and our strengths, and our uh, finances, and let's just combine everything, and let's just pick one thing to fix, whatever it is, how do you feel about this, let's fix it, and if they just did that, people would be like, you know something, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to vote, and it's no longer, in my lifetime, I've seen it go from picking the best candidate to picking the lesser of two evils, and it's been like that for the past I don't know how many elections. The last one I can really remember is when I was old enough to vote was the Bush Bush Clinton. And that was a clear choice of ideology, about direction, of you know, it was a clear vote. It wasn't the worst of two cuz you know, Bush wasn't bad and Clinton wasn't bad, but you were just trying to pick who might be better for you. And then it turned into Fuck that person. And it's just, it's terrible. And I, I just, I just wish that it could be a little better. And I know this program is supposed to be fun, but you know, you start talking about debates and it fucking, uh, so, but that's all I'm going to do for the monologue. So, cause, cause I'm, I'm running a little late because of the trolley. So here's what I'm going to do. It is October. And I don't know if you guys remember, but last October, every single show in October, Jigsaw wanted to, like, the Jigsaw's just breaking my balls. He's just like, come on, man. Yeah, actually, he's more like, come on, man. I gotta, you know, he's doing that, whatever it is. I can't do the voice. I just can't. So Jigsaw wants to be part of the program again. And since it is Halloween, we have to get Jigsaw involved. I am going to play a little Jigsaw word problems for you guys. So hold on a second. Eric, come on in, then. Okay. Now, Jigsaw is behind me. Now, here's what I do. I set up the studio so that my in-studio guests can be part of the show. But now Jigsaw is in the room, and is the, is the dagger really necessary? Is it? I Is it? Okay. Well, it's. It, I'm sorry. It's a knife. It's not a dagger. It's a fucking real thing. So it's a real dagger. So, you know, I just came through with the trolley, and I was doing some spooky stuff, and now you're freaking me out, dude. Okay. So he's standing behind me, and he's got, he's got a dagger in his hand, and he, we're going to play the word problems. And again... The way we play the word problems is word problems scared me as a kid. I hated them. And he found this out. So now he wants to terrorize me and you, my loyal listeners, with his word problems. So hopefully we'll all get him right. So let's all do the math together. Ladies and gentlemen, Jigsaw's word problems. Hello. Yeah, jeez. I want to play a game. Oh, God. This is a word game. Okay. And you're going to play, whether you want to or not. I know, I've explained it. Live or die, the 
choice is yours. Okay. Okay, here we go. Example one. Sammy put his toys into boxes. Okay. He put 250 toys equally into five boxes. How many toys did each box have? Okay, so Sammy put his toys into boxes. He had 250 toys. He put them equally into five boxes. How many toys did he put in each box? Okay, they're writing it down. Don't jab me. I know we have a few seconds. Anybody with the math? There you go, 50. Okay, good. Example two. Good, we got that right. My dog had some bones. (laughs) That's freaky. Then he dug up 367 bones. That's a lot of fucking bones. Now he has 860 bones. What? How many bones did he start with? Okay, he dug up 367 bones, but yet he had eight, he's had he got 860 total, right? Is that what we're doing? Okay. So I think it would be like 860 minus 3, 497. Karen, that's not right. He's Ow, it's not right. I know, it's not right. She's off. She's off by a number. She's off by a little number. Hopefully, Kim or Jason. Example three. Ow. Darnay bought some new clothes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He bought 18 shirts that cost $8 each. Okay, 18 shirts at 8 bucks. 19 pants that cost $9 each. 19 at 9. 13 jackets that cost $10 each. Kim got it right, by the way. How much did he spend in all? Okay, so he bought... 18 shirts that cost $8. He bought 19 pants that cost $9. And 13 jackets that cost $10. So how much did he spend? Well, I'll take the dagger, take the knife away. Kim got it right. 493 was the correct answer for the last one. This one's a little trickier. I don't You don't have paper? What the fuck? You knew this was coming in October. It's October. Come on, only 25 seconds. Come on, it's easy. 18 shirts at 8, 19 shirts at 9, and nine and 13 shirts at 10. 445! Haha, fuck you! Yes! Karen saved me! 445. Go fuck yourself, Jigsaw. Get out of here! Yeah, they knew it was coming. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you. Wow, I survived the first week of October. <laughs> Jigsaw's word problems. It's fucking terrifying. All right. Well, he's done. You survived the jigsaw word problem. And now I'm going to take my first break. And I'm going to bring my guest in studio. She's downstairs right now and she's online as well. So she's probably going to sign off there. I don't know if she's bringing her computer up here. But she has exactly three minutes to do that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, my guest will be the owner of Salem Food Tours, the operator and creator of Salem Spirits Trolley, my lovely bride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. Italians have long celebrated Christopher Columbus in tribute to their shared heritage. Columbus Day is a day of Italian pride. It's our holiday, and they want to take it away. Fuck them. In 1937, President Roosevelt proclaimed October 12th as Columbus Day. And in 1971, President Nixon declared Columbus Day a national holiday. Well, I'm not a crook. We all know how it started. On August 3rd, 1492, Columbus and his three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, set out from Spain and embarked on an historic journey. Just a small town girl, living in a lonely world. He took the midnight train going in So why did Columbus bother getting off the couch at all? Money. In the 15th century, spices were a hot commodity. He who controls the spice controls the universe. Columbus realized his opportunity, become the first person to plot a western route to Asia and enjoy unprecedented glory and riches. It's mine, you understand? Mine, all mine! 
Columbus inadvertently achieved the monumental task of joining the two hemispheres, in effect doubling the size of the habitable planet and establishing trade between the continents. So on Columbus Day, raise a glass to famed navigator Christopher Columbus, who missed the mark and hit it just the same. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. Hey, this is Greg Bogus calling from the hills of New Hampshire. When I'm uh, napping or throwing snowballs, I'm listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me in studio, because she lives here, Karen Scalia. That sounds good. That sounds better. That sounds really good. Yeah, I thought you were on the I thought you were on the wrong one. I thought you were on the wrong dial. <laughs> I'm like, I got the dial up all the way, and I'm like, how come I can't fucking hear her? <laughs> so thank you for being our fill-in guest, which is nice. And for those of you who don't know, my back is to Karen, so because this is how I sat at my office, and she is behind me at her desk, and she's like, I forgot the desk was a mess. Well, it's not really a mess. There's just a couple things on it. It's a mess. So so she had to move everything. And I go, you know, you only have like a minute. She goes, don't direct me. I can go faster if you don't talk. (laughs) So, and it begins. That's how that works. And I get to make funny faces at the back of your head. Well, what else is new? (laughs) Exactly. So before we get into this, did you enjoy the trolley? I had a good time. That was awesome. I'm you glad. Were, you know, you're very funny. Thank you. Well, I do it, I do it for a living. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, because half the bills get paid in this motherfucker, and that's how. Because <laughs> I'm funny up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I see a couple people saying hi. So hi to Kim. Hi to Jason. Hi to Michelle. Hi, everybody. Yeah, let's see the people who missed the live show. Now, I know people listen to the podcast, and thank you if you're listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I can see because of all the analytics and stuff like that. But when you're on live, there's all kinds of stuff that happens that I end up editing out of the show. And you really want to be part of it live because it's just, it's too fucking funny when shit goes bad we're live we're always live and they're like like, did you did you make mistakes i go make fucking mistakes all the time (laughs) i sound brilliant in the podcast (laughs) so again thank you for being a guest on the show you're returning guest i'm excited it's october i'm all wound up well there's a bunch of things i want to talk to you about and people may not know because you karen is a sponsor of the show she's been i've been playing her commercial ever since we've started and this is our 122nd show congratulations yeah, by the way i didn't think well it would, done i didn't think it would be going this long i had bigger plans actually but that's fine but no karen has always been part of the show whether i've voiced her commercial myself or she's done you know just her own promotion which i've played during the breaks as the show has evolved and we were going to do a new promo because you have a new tour i do that we started doing just because um, i'm not busy enough no. i really needed to amp it up even more and we just started it in september mm-hmm. and would you like to tell our listening audience all about it sure absolutely i'm so excited to talk about the salem spirits trolley which is of course a fun play on words because salem is known as that you know which city that spooky place it's all about Halloween. Um, so the Salem Spirits Trolley is a sipping tour. And uh, and we get to drive through the city on the trolley. And then we have this pretty good host that hosts the Salem Spirits Trolley. I've been, I've been living on that fucking trolley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have been. Oh, my God. Uh, you do a great job. So uh, Mark is the lead guide, which is awesome. And uh, so you board the trolley, you learn about Salem's position in history as the home of the spice trades in the United States, but more importantly, that spices are used to make beverages that we all enjoy, like hard cider and beer, rum, gin, and then you uh, depart on the trolley and you hit our local uh, cidery, Far From the Tree Hard Cider, which is awesome. Uh, Deacon Giles Distillery, which is what, the first distillery in Salem in like 150 years and now I gotta, I gotta. I want to interrupt just a second. Was, sure. Was Deacon Giles before Far from the Tree? 
no, uh, no, Far From the Tree was the one, and I got to give them props for this, but Al and Denise, uh, they're the ones that were the first ones in the city uh, to bring in, you know, the craft again. And but, uh, they're, but they're not a distillery, per se, are they? No, but they were the ones basically that, you know, went through City Hall, got all the ordinances or whatever the paperwork it is it's called to have a place like this where they're making spirits or whatever it be on premises. So because Alan Denise broke that ground, it paved the way for places like Deacon Giles and Notch to come in. So kudos to them. And they also have a kick-ass hard cider. If folks have never tried it before, I'm not a hard cider drinker usually because I find it too sweet and their hard cider is awesome. Well, a couple of things about Far From the Tree is I've always liked hard cider. And my thing has been in the past 20 years when cider had a reemergence with, you know, Cider Jack, because that's where I got, you know, Cider Jack was the big one. Mm-hmm. And they did variations of it. And now almost every, and then there's Woodchuck and there's Hornsby's and there's uh, Strongbow. And Jean-Luc, doesn't he do one of those commercials? Well, that's for, that's for Strongbow. That's it. And that's the English one. That's right. And for Far From the Tree, their cider is not only really, really, really good, but their place is cool. And we did yeah. last, well, it's coming up again, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival. One of the nights we had was at Far From the Tree. And it only seats 40. And it was such an intimate, and this is what I actually say on the trolley, it's only 40 people, so it always feels intimate and never feels crowded. No, it's true. It's an awesome place to sit and sip a cider inside or outside. And they're kind of bringing some energy to that part of Salem as well. It's just outside the downtown area. So it was a big deal for them to open that tasting room beside, you know, their production facility and uh, and lure people that way. But it's become the place to go to. Last week, they had a food trucks, a grilled cheese truck outside set up. So you could have your hard oh, cider yeah. and you could have food uh, well, made, yeah. which was awesome. So last weekend was the food truck. What do they call it? Oh, it was a food truck festival in Salem, which is a little bit different. So right. that was the very first organized food truck festival here in Salem on the Common. Uh, but Far From the Tree brought in a food truck or two, and it's always a lot of fun to do that. Um, and then, of course, after Far From the Tree, we we drive over to Deacon Giles, and we try the rum and the uh, gin, which oh, is wait a minute. top before, notch. Be, before we move on, yeah, um, yeah. Kim had a couple questions. And yes, they do have a new green-colored brew called Ectoplasm. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to and try this. It's, technically, you can't buy the, buy the bottle or in a six-pack, but if you want the brews, if you want the ectoplasm and stuff like that, you can go to the location and they give you a, it's a tall bottle. It's called a growler Mm. and it's got one of those, uh, one of those, it's almost like a Mason jar container. It's like a cork that's permanently attached with like a hinge to it. And you can buy the growler, I think for like five bucks. Yep. And then you can get it refilled too, which is very cool. And you just fill it up and it costs like, you know, like nine to $14, whatever it is that you're buying some of the, the flavors or the the yep. their line is some a little more than others. I'm familiar with growlers. She said <laughs> that could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> so they just brought that up. Yeah. Just for the, and they've never had it before. It's just for Halloween, it's just for this month, right? Yeah, ectoplasm. I'm not sure when that's coming out. And you never, you don't know, Kim, it may show up in a can at some point. Oh, no. Point. I, no, it is out. I think it is out. Uh, yeah. Because they started, they have a Facebook video. Yeah, of them brewing it, but that doesn't mean it's ready to be released oh. yet. It might be out in a few weeks, which will be fun. Yes. But and no matter what they so put much, out, it's all slime. Nice. <laughs> so that's far from the tree. That's the yeah. first stop in the trolley. That's the first stop, and cider is just awesome with fall food. You know, me, the big foodie, I love to talk about what matches, but cider is an awesome, awesome drink with food. And that's the first stop. So moving on to the second stop, we get to try some gin and rum. Mm. And this is, uh, what do they like to call it? It's the old Tom style. What is it? Uh, The gin, old Tom style. I can't remember the expression Uh, that he uses. I don't know. All I know is they use blackstrap molasses for their rum. It is delicious rum. Oh, you know, and I've never been a rum guy because to me, rum is always too sweet. You know, what's that? Matilda Bay and the, is it Matilda? (laughs) Is it Matilda Bay? It's all that. Yeah, Matilda Bay or even, is it Bacardi? And even Bacardi is a little too sweet. Yeah. Because even Ian, Ian Hunter. Mm Mm-hmm. When he does the tours, he comes out and you meet with these people. They, they give you far more information than I'm about to. But they say that the mass produced stuff is they use a lot of sugar mm-hmm. and they use black strap molasses. Yeah. Which is the old fashioned way, which is exactly the which way it should be. And it's so 
fucking good. And you bought a bottle. It, and, oh, yeah. And now we're talking. You. You now we're talking about it. We should it. go down and get some. We should. And the break, that's what we'll do. We'll go get rum. And we'll do a little. We'll, <laughs> we'll do Where's shots. all the rum? <laughs> Where's all the rum? Well, it's like once you have their rum, you cannot do, uh, you know, just that any name brand rum anymore. You ruined it. Oh, you've oh, done it. Michelle just said that Tony said he's going to buy the ectoplasm tomorrow. <laughs> so it's a good sell. Awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, the trolleys have just been. Really amazing. And again, when we, when we stop at Deacon Giles, you go into these places. Mm-hmm. We go into the facilities. For Far From the Tree, you go into the location and you sample several different versions. I love the lay. <laughs> who doesn't? You love the lay. Who doesn't? It all depends who's... And now it's out there. It all depends who's serving the lay, to be honest with you. And I know you're my wife, but it really depends on yeah, who's serving the Yeah, I figured water. that one out a long time ago. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> The lay has got jalapeno in it, and it's really good. It's and, good with pizza. And then the rum, and of course, you talk to Ian and go, Ian, well, you know, how do you serve your rum? And of course, he says, well, we recommend you drink it neat, which is the way you really want to imbibe a really, or imbibe, I should say, not in, in vibe, imbibe <laughs> a really good rum. And you taste it clearly. And I'm not a big, I, I don't like- Hard the, liquor drinker, I, yeah. Like brandy's my thing. Mm-hmm. Whiskey on occasion- you know, maybe a scotch every once in a while, but I'm not, that's not my go-to, but their gin is like, it's yeah, amazing. I don't like gin and I like their gin. And I never the, thought I would. Like, yeah. they've got all these really fresh botanicals that go into it. And again, it's just, you realize kind of the crap we've all been <laughs> drinking over the years. Yeah. And then you have theirs and you're like, wow, not only are you supporting a local business, and uh, which is an awesome thing in and of itself, but the products are actually really, really good quality. It reminds me of my cologne that you bought me. Yeah. Um, there's a place in Salem called Aroma, Aroma Sancti. Aroma Sanctum. Aroma yeah. Sanctum. Excuse me, I need water or rum. One of the two. You My throat's drying out. And they make their colognes, perfumes, soaps, you know, they make them from oils directly. Whereas, you know, mass produced anything has got alcohol in it, it's got chemicals in it. And we're really lucky to be living in a place where you can get this stuff so easy. Yeah. And I it's mean, not, that's the thing is when I meet customers and they come into Salem and they're just visiting, whether it's Halloween or not, and they always, yesterday I had a food tour and somebody said, I wish we had this in our town. I wish we had this in our city. And I, I think it's easier and easier to find stuff that's made locally. Um, but it's still, there are huge parts of the country that's like just either a food desert or, you know, just don't have the small local yeah. products. And I kind of feel bad. You know, I hear them because they, they see the difference. They taste the difference. They, you know, smell the difference, uh, you know, and aroma the, sanctum. And, and the prices are not that different. In fact, some of them are actually actually a better cheaper. yep Some exactly they last longer yeah so now that we're talking about we talked about far so politically correct tonight we, my goodness we, we talked stop it what I'm, <laughs> my back is to you i don't see you you're gonna be a democrat soon in this conversation <laughs> it ain't gonna fucking happen you know some on that note because we were talking about far from the tree and deacon giles rum and gin distillery i am gonna take our second break and i think karen's gonna run downstairs and she's gonna get us some rum Am I? Okay. I, I would love that. We have shot glasses are, too, are by the way. you actually asking me to fetch some rum? I didn't use the word fetch, but if you would like to use that word. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to take our second break well, and we'll be back to talk a little bit more about Karen and the Salem Spirits Trolley. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets go on sale Monday, September 12th at 9 a.m. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you... A humbug. Hey, this is Dave DeLillo, and on Wednesday nights, I listen to Radio Irregardless with Mark Julia. <laughs> Must be the only one. Anybody out there? Hello? Hello? And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still joining me in studio... 
my wife, you drink Karen rum. Scalia. <laughs> oh yes, I went downstairs and I got the. It's. Oh, did you smell it again? You I did. I, I could smell from here. Practically. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. like it's so fuck. It's so good. And it's like I got one of these little glasses, so I'm going to be sipping it. So literally in 15 minutes, I'm going to be like, I'm the best friend in the world. <laughs> and speaking of Deacon Giles, not only can you taste their um, gin and their rum, but hopefully they filed for a mixing license. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll be so able to excited. serve their yep. own liquor. Like you can, you know, you can't, they can't really serve because mixed drinks yeah they, so they got a, they applied for a license and hopefully you know it's october and this is like the busy season and in general because they go to a bunch of different things it's a really cool liquor. place to go and have a drink it's an it awesome is. place and, and i would love it if they could if they had a serving license because then it would be so cool and and it's a small little place again it's a tiny little place and but they're just so cool both ian and jesse ian hunter and jesse brennerman the, the, like the coolest guys and yeah. Alan Denise Snape are, are, are so cool yep and now we'll, let's talk about a last stop yeah because they Session just opened beer. they yeah. just opened as well Notch Brewery they uh, just opened in July I mean they've been making beer for a while up in Ipswich and then they have a I think a plant in Connecticut uh, but they, their specialty is session beer, which is worker beer uh, back in the day. Um, it's low alcohol, high flavor, and their beer is awesome. It's all about workers being able to, you know, have a few to quench their thirst, but, you know, being able to go back on the job afterwards. And, uh, you know, Chris took a chance in the United States. You know, he was one of the first people out the door in the U.S. really mass producing session beer. And uh, it's been a hit. And you could just sit right there on the south, what's left of the South River in Salem in their beer garden and get a pretzel and a side of mustard and one of their session beers. And it's it's a good afternoon. There are two beers that I lean towards. I, I really like their Pilsner. Mm. And tonight after the trolley, I had a quick stop at uh, another one of your tour partners, yeah. Flying Saucer Pizza. Yep. Got a quick slice of pepperoni and tried their Infinite Jest. Oh, so good. It was so good. So and it's good. got like a little bit, and I don't like grapefruit, but it's got like a little fruit in it. I think mm-hmm. it's grapefruit. It's almost like this bitter taste. But after about a sip or so, because at first you're like, ooh, a sip. You're like, ooh, it's good. And then you drink another sip. You're like, it's wow, smooth. it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. You can buy their beer at liquor stores or, you know, shops. And they can it right there on premises, yeah, so, which they is have this, very cool. They have this canning machine. It's, it's probably about three or four inches wide, and it's about maybe eight inches tall. And it's a cannery right there. They fill it up, and they put a fucking lid on it, and the beer is good for like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, well, they say refrigerate it, but they said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's the same thing with Deacon Giles. You can buy their liquor right there, and then mm-hmm. the same thing with Far From the Tree. So... And a lot of people don't even know about these places. No, That's no, the they're blown part. away. They get to Salem, they had no idea. But a lot of them, are, they are new places, uh, and, but they're getting a name for themselves. So we're excited. It's very excited to have the Salem Spirits Trolley kind of connecting them all together. Plus, they get to hear you, but you get to take a drive on the trolley, which oh. is very fun. And then uh, do some sipping. Oh, Mark's sipping right now. I'll have to Ooh. give the play over here. And, you know, Ooh, play that play. rum. That it's good, huh? Rum. I feel like Johnny Depp. <laughs> this is rum. I can make another movie. <laughs> the thing is, Johnny Depp sounds like Arthur. If you think about it, he He's really like, does. Oh, he my does. God. He sounds like Dudley he Moore from does. Arthur. He's I like, love look, him. Look, look, I don't want to be too spoken about it. But and then ah. you're like, don't you hate Perry's wife? <laughs> I loved him as Arthur when I was a kid. That was an awesome movie with Liza Minnelli, right? Yes. Oh, that Mama. was awesome. Mama. <laughs> Sorry. I've had like three sips and I'm... <laughs> like I'm out. I'm Wait, gone. That's a romantic comedy. Maybe we can rent that one night. You you don't usually like romantic. Mo- Stop. <laughs> what? Uh, it must be the rum. <laughs> so tell people how they can actually be involved in the Salem Spirits trolley. What's your schedule? What are the pricing? And how long is the trolley as well? Uh, it's about it's about two hours and forty five minutes, and uh, so it's not very long. It, it flies by, I think. And uh, people really enjoyed it. Um, so basically, uh, you can go to the website, SalemSpiritsTrolley.com. Go to the tickets page, and it will connect you to a drop-down menu that will give you a list of upcoming tour dates. Uh, in October, we have three more dates available, October 7th, 14th, so this Friday, 
And then the 14th, 21st, and 27th. And these are all Fridays in October. And these are all two Fridays in October, one Thursday, I think it is. And then we have a Sunday in November, the 13th. And the last time we ran a Sunday, we sold out. So um, Right. You have the 7th, the 14th, and the 21st. Yep. Those are all Fridays. Those are all Fridays. And then you have the 27th of this month. Which is a Thursday, because no one can drive the streets of Salem the days before Halloween. Michelle had a question. Yeah. She says, I don't drink, but Tony loves the stuff. Can you pay for one and a half for the non-drinkers who want the experience? But Actually, I had a couple yesterday who took my tour and one drank alcohol, one did not. And um, so, Michelle, thank you for that. Actually, it's a, it's a really good thought that it would be nice for us to, um, to have something non-alcoholic and sparkling and fabulous for non-drinkers. And um, I think we'll we'll definitely consider that. I think that's a, that's a really good option because we don't want to we don't want people to not enjoy the spirits trolley, but at the same time, you know. So we got to figure we'll figure that out. Right. And uh, it's a tricky for 2017. Thank it's a, you. It's that's a, a, that's it's a, a great point. It's a tricky path to walk because it's like I don't like sex, but I'd love to tour a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what was going through Michelle's mind when she typed that. No, that, I'm telling that was going through my mind, and that's why I. <laughs> you know, if you said if you said I'm blocking my ears, she said, <laughs> it must be the rum talking. <laughs> Michelle, if you want to come on the trolley though this year, you know you you got to email Mark and I, and we'll make sure we take good care of you. I think that is a really good point. If you do want to, if for non-drinkers who just want the education, yeah, absolutely about everything, and not kind of sample the because alcohol. all the locations actually come to think of it, <laughs> Tony, at least Tony loves whorehouses. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know Notch, this has, is why you guess Notch like has once lemonade, a year. really good lemonade. <laughs> um, so they have not something non-alcoholic. And uh, and Deacon Giles will eventually have uh, juices and mixes. So actually, Michelle, I think you've you've uh, hit something right on that. I think they're going to be able to serve things that are non-alcoholic, um, and so we can Tony can enjoy himself, and you could be the designated driver, which is even better. It would probably be a discount. Essentially, mm-hmm. you would just pay for the trolley ride and yeah. the education that comes yeah. along with it. The samples themselves—that's a little different. Yeah, we'll so, figure that out. Yeah. So that would Sounds be, good. and I think, and thank you for that, Michelle, because I would never think of that. My thing is I can't drink on the trolleys because I'm the guide. That's right. Which, you are cut off. Which is, <laughs> all right, here's what we're going to do. I want to play a quick game with you because we're running a little late. Now, Karen, of course, you guys know, because not just the Salem Spirits trolley, but also Salem Food Tours. She is the local expert on all restaurants. And if Karen knows one, Karen knows all. And some people are like, oh, I know Karen. Oh, no, no. So Karen knows quite a bit about food and alcohol. Uh-oh. So what I've decided is I've decided to play a very cool game, which I wrote before I did the trolley. It's called, Would You Like Some Cheese With That Wine? You want some cheese with that wine? So I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And by the way, if you guys want to, <laughs> if you guys want to, uh, if you want to know more about the Salem Food Tours and the Salem Spirits Trolley, you can go to SalemFoodTours.com and SalemSpiritsTrolley.com. Or if you really don't even want to write that down, just go Things to Do in Salem, and Karen will come up more than likely. But that's <laughs> that's what you got to. And I don't mean Karen will come up as Things to Do. <laughs> Again, it's the rum. Right anyway, next to ghost walks and <laughs> no, she didn't like get the, that. she didn't get the joke. I got the joke. I know the listeners got the joke. Karen didn't get the Went joke. right over my head. Yes. All right, let's bring on this game. Should this I explain the things things to do when your name came up? Uh, you're no. you're something to do in Salem. Yeah, I yeah. Now I ah. <laughs> oh, this game's gonna go well. Maybe then. I do need rum. Yeah. So here we go. What? Wait, what? Yeah, of course. Wait, what? So because Karen is a local food expert and also now the local spirits, wine, alcohol expert, we're going to ask her questions about cheese and Uh wine. Now, you, the listening audience, are going to be playing collectively against Karen. Karen and I are speaking in studio so we can hear each other. We're instantaneous conversation. But you guys have a delay. So... When you hear it, it will. Carol will probably have a three or four second head start, so that's her advantage. Your advantage is there's more of you than of her, and you guys are pooling your answers. So work together as a group. Crack dem knuckles. Here's the first test question. Okay? okay, this is a true or false question. A man broke into Buckingham Palace, spending half an hour eating cheddar cheese and wandering around. He tripped several alarms, but they were all faulty. 
He viewed the royal portraits and rested on the throne for a while. He drank half a bottle of wine before becoming tired and leaving. Is that true or false? I'm going to say true. It is true. Michael Fagan entered Queen Elizabeth II's bedroom in 1982. The incident was one of the 20th century's worst royal security breaches. I just had a feeling. I mean, the moment you said cheddar and this guy was like wandering around, you know, I, I don't know. It just. You don't think I could write something that clever? Well, it wasn't. I Whatever. Wasn't. It's a test question. It doesn't <laughs> fucking count. So there we go. So Karen got it, and Michelle wrote Munster. Not even close to being true or false. So let's try this. So here's the first one. Karen, get ready. All Audience, right. get I'm ready. ready. <laughs> here's the question. And Karen cannot see because my back is to her and my head is front of the screen, and she can't see anything. Here we go. Which fast food giant uses the most cheese? Oh, Burger King? Nope. Oh, Domino's. You would think Domino's, but nope. But you're on the right track. Okay. You're getting, getting warmer. Little Caesars? Wendy's is not true, Kim. Nope. Little Caesars is not true, Karen. Um, pizza, pizza Hut. Pizza Hut? Pizza the Oh, Karen said Pizza Hut, and Kim wrote Pizza Hut. Hey! So I'm going to give it to Karen. Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's very good indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, is it actually cheese? Yes, no. it is cheese. <laughs> Pizza Hut uses approximately 300 million pounds of cheese, cheese annually. Yeah. And it says mostly on pizza. Mm. I don't know what else they're using cheese for at Pizza Hut. I wish I could do the Marge Simpson thing there. Mm. When mm. she does. Mm. Mm. I'm going to do that the rest of the show now. Mm. Anyway. It's, it's not cheese. Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell does not use cheese at all. It's cheese food. <laughs> it's a cheese food substitute. Here we go. Staying awake for 17 hours leads to a decrease in performance, which equals how many glasses of wine? Three. That is incorrect. Kim said four. That is also incorrect. I mean, I can start guessing numbers, but well, honestly, you probably I should. don't know. You probably should. Uh, Six is not correct. Five. Five is not correct. Two? Two is correct. Really? Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, two glasses of wine equals staying awake for 17 hours. Wow. Yeah, what? What? Yeah, only two. It's a decrease in performance. And I don't know what performance. It just said a decrease in performance. That was it. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next one. Sounds good. Here's your question. All right. Cheese production around the globe is more than the combined worldwide production of what four products? Boy. Think of all the massive, the things that are majorly traded and majorly produced worldwide. And they're all food products that we talk they about. Are, they are consumable. Let's just say that. Okay. Kim said coffee, tea, beer, and wine. She got coffee, she got tea, but the other two are wrong. Corn? Corn is not it. So, Kim, keep doing it. Boy. You got to kind of think of vices. That'll do it for you. Tobacco? Tobacco is one of them. I'm waiting for one more. Another vice. Coffee, tea, salt, and pepper. No. Chocolate? So, so far it's coffee, tobacco, tea. Chocolate? Uh, Specifically. Cacao? Cacao what? Yeah. <laughs> You mean cacao beans? Yeah, okay, cacao beans. Cacao beans? Cacao beans. Oh, that's good. That's very good indeed. Yes. Porn, that's hysterical. Porn. Coffee, porn. tea, tobacco, porn. Porn is, <laughs> porn, is a, porn is a great import, by the way, or an export. Yes, cheese production around the globe is more than the four combined worldwide production wow. of co coffee, tobacco, tea, and cacao beans or cocoa beans. That is fucking crazy. I know I said vice. Porn's not a vice. It's educational material. But, but cacao beans. Cacao, cacao. Anyway. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Cacao. Anyway. <laughs> I've been drinking rum. Okay. Moving on. Next one. All right. This one's gross. I'm going to be, I'm warning you right now. It's gross. Okay. Cheese can be produced using a variety of milk. What animal's milk can be used to make cheese? So sheep? Uh, I don't have it as one, but I'm sure. Um, Goat? Goat is correct. I have goat. Um, yak. 
<laughs> Scott wrote human <laughs> human milk. I would not eat human cheese. That's as gross in any way, shape, or form. Would you like some of my cheese? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not my cheese. It's, cheese. it's my wife's cheese. That's gross. Just I don't even like the word lactate. I just... Oh. Oh, let me enjoy my rum for the love of Jesus. <laughs> Fucking human, you sick all right, fuck. Did we get them all? <laughs> Gerbil? You can't. Sure. You know something? I guess you could milk anything with nipples. No. So wait, we got cow, we got sheep, we got goat, we got. Um, yeah. You're looking for what? One more animal that produces uh, milk that we can make cheese from. Is that the case? Just name a bunch because it's gross. It gets worse the more you name them. It gets worse. Yeah. Cow is a good one. Goat is a good one. Sheep we got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I said trigger, silver. Horse? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Wow. Yes. Pig cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Rat? <laughs> My listeners have lost their fucking minds. <laughs> and I'm the one drinking. <laughs> yes. Cow, horse, goat, sheep. Um. I would say Tatanka. Oh. Mm. You got me Love on that, that one. Tatanka. Tatanka? Yeah. I don't know. what Dances t- with wolves. Tatanka. Oh, I'm like, t- <laughs> what is this Tatanka? Tatanka. <laughs> tatanka. <laughs> it's Tatanka. That's how you say it. Tatanka. Yeah. You don't know what a t- Tatanka is? No. It's a manate? Like a manta ray? No. <laughs> Fucking... These are all mammals, by the way. Only mammals produce milk. I thought you were going to be asking me questions about like different types I'm of- I'm waiting like, for this. And... Or... No. <laughs> Fromunda. A Fromunda cheese, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost as bad as human, by the way. How about a buffalo? Oh, that makes sense. Yes, that's Tatanka. Ah. So cow, buffalo, goat, horse, sheep, and the last one, so gross- um, no, not toe cheese. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> some have one hump. Some have two. Camel? Yes. Oh, wow. Gross. They spit. Well, I don't want their milk. <laughs> That's just fucking gross. <laughs> buffalo. Yes, yeah, see, buffalo. So I'm going to have to give that to fucking no one. <laughs> no, I don't blame. Uh, we don't want it. No, how about this one? The more you drink, beverages. the worse yeah. it is. Can you imagine you have company over and they're nibbling on some crackers and... And then they indulge in some cheese from a camel. I, I just I can't even this imagine what cheese. that tastes this like. Fucking, I don't know. I mean, to Kim's another. making faces to, on the page. I don't even those emojis. <laughs> I can't read emoji. I don't speak emoji. Anyway, here's the last one. True or false? There is an alcoholic drink called seagull wine. That's so outrageous. I'll say true. <laughs> For no reason except that. You say it's true? I, I'm going to just say true. What do you think it is then? Seagull wine? Yes. Uh, you have to tell me what it is. If you think it's true, you have to tell me what it is. Kim said false. Yeah, I want to say, but trust me, I want to say false. Well, what do you think it is? I I just, I'm trying to think about like, <laughs> I couldn't even come up with a good idea if I wanted to right now. I have no clue. It right. just is so... Sounds you, so weird. You said it was true. Oh, that's good. That's very good indeed. It is true. Now, seagull wine isn't what you think it is. See, what do you think it is? I don't really have a clue, so we only have to go up from okay. here. We're good. Seagull wine, it is made by stuffing a whole seagull into a bottle of water. Oh, I don't think I want to hear this. And leaving it no, in no, the no, sun no, to ferment. That's a real fucking thing. No. That's a real thing. No. I don't really? think the, the seagull's not alive when they do it, I'm sure. I don't know. It's a freshly killed seagull, Have I would imagine. Have you met a few humans? I mean... I don't know. It's somehow Icelandic. I can, somehow I guess I can forgive it if it's some type of... I don't know. No. I don't know. You know it's something? Just, when you're horrible. surrounded by all that fucking ice, you get bored. What was the thought process? Somebody and go, where did this bottle come from? You're surrounded uh, by ice. You see a seagull. First of all, are there seagulls that far north? Apparently, there's enough to make wine out of. And then where did this bottle come from that they shoved this poor bird into? Karen, it makes no Karen, sense. Karen, people put message in bottles and they travel all over the world. <laughs> 
They I write songs about it. They I don't, don't think I birds. like your tone, by the way. Oh, well, You're yeah. being very belligerent to the people who create seagull wine. It's true. <laughs> and besides, there are hundreds of millions of billions of fucking seagull. Kim said, who the hell thinks of that? It's bored people. <laughs> no. It's the same people who thought camels would make good cheese. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Who the hell looks Kim. at a bottle, looks yeah. at a seat, and goes, "That'll fit." Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that different. I mean, we've been putting fruit in there. I mean, you comparing hollow. a seagull to fruit? <laughs> no, but people make wine out of fruit, like they make banana wine or mm. blueberry wine. Which you think, and I don't want to do any of that, but somebody thought about it and did it. Like the first person to eat a lobster had a lot of balls. Mm. Think about it. It's like I'm going to eat that. Nick is like, "That's a fucking beach bug. What are you eating that for?" <laughs> exactly. And like, don't worry, I'm only going to eat its tails and its fucking fins. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is something to be said about trying new things. That that I don't mind. All but... right. Well, you know, it's you can try that. But you know, let's contemplate that. I'm going to tally up the scores because I've been drinking rum and I don't know what the scores are anymore. So I'm going to calculate all the scores and we come back. We're going to talk to Karen one last time. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still in studio, my lovely bride, the owner-operator of Salem Food Tours and Salem Spirits Trolley, Karen Scalia. Ooh, I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm not even drinking rum. I'm missing I, out. I started drinking seagull wine. <laughs> While we were on break, you found that yeah. bottle and that poor bird. Yeah, and- every time I see a pretty girl, I go, Horrible sound. That's a good sound. That's horrible. You know something? You'll hear a lot of shit in this show, but you will never. That's the first time anybody ever has done a fucking seagull impression. Is that what that was? <laughs> See, that that listeners, does that not sound like a fucking seagull? You know what it sounds like? A seagull who's been drinking rum <laughs> and stuck that's, in a bottle. <laughs> that's what. No, this is this is seagull in a bottle, right? He's seagull. In- <laughs> Oh, we better stop because Sarah McLaughlin's going to start doing a commercial about fucking seagulls. <laughs> In the arms of a stranger, <laughs> thousands of seagulls every year are being bottled and drank for their wine. For just pennies a day, oh. you could save seagulls and at least drunk gill. Um. <laughs> That's what it's called, drunk gill. <laughs> oh, it's an Eskimo beverage. Son, you are now a man. Drink this seagull. Fuck you. We have beer at the liquor store, dude. We're not in the middle of nowhere. I know there's ice. I'd rather fuck a polar bear. Anyway, I, hey, hey, I did a VO for the ASPCA. <laughs> the images that this is conjuring up. Really? Well, we're going to get some calls yeah. about the seagulls. <laughs> you make fun of seagulls. They're an endangered species. No, Michelle, did you really do the VO for the ASPCA oh, TV spot? Seagull, <laughs> seagulls eat garbage. They're not endangered. <laughs> the only seagulls that are endangered are the ones that polar bears are sexy, aren't they? <laughs> Those ones that drink that Coke. Ugh. Speaking of Coke, you know what goes good with Coke? Ram. That's so cool. Michelle did the, the ASPCA commercial. That's awesome. Yes. That's well really, done. That's, National commercial. Very nice. Yeah, what are you doing on We've my show? We've got like all these VO people tonight she on here. We got Barry Michelle. Is, we got said, Scott. She said Tom Barry is sexy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tom said polar bears are sexy. There you go. Well, 
All right. You know, I don't know where this show is going, but it's off the rails. So yeah. let's, let's, let's do this. So you know that uh, you can go on the trolleys. And then again, the trolleys are every single Friday in October, 7, 14, 21. Just remember multiples of seven. And then you go, oh, multiples of seven. And then just do 27. That's how I remember my dates. Yeah, that works. So you can do that. And of course, the trolley is also available for private. You do corporate and private. Yeah, we just had our first corporate group take the New Salem Spirits trolley. They had a they had a great time. We had a good time. Uh, I think we're going to try to run them all year. You know, as long as we don't get slammed with snow up here this winter, we should be okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to wait until the spring, right? Yeah, I think so. But for private groups in the wintertime, we'll definitely do that. Oh, and I tallied up all the scores. And according to my bad math... I think you've beaten the listeners. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you win. <laughs> I really feel... <laughs> I really feel like I've accomplished something tonight. <laughs> clang, clang, I'm not clang. sure what, but... <laughs> oh, see, now i got to play that. Oh, now Tom Berry got me thinking about something. Uh-oh. <clears throat> well, the listeners can't see it right now, but Mark my is dancing in his chair. And my high top shoes and my hair piled high up on my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With this light brown derby and this bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. Went the trolley, ding 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 went the bell, zing 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 went my heartstrings from the moment I saw him I fell. Chug 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 went the motor, bump 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 went the brake, thump 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 went my heartstrings when he smiled I could feel a car shake. He tipped his hat. And took a seat He said he hoped he hadn't stepped upon my feet He asked my name I held my breath I couldn't speak because he scared me half to death Chug, chug, chug went the motor Pop, pop, pop went the wheels Stop, stop, stop went my heart strings As he started to go Then I started to know how it feels When the universe And there we go. That was great. <laughs> I want that same chorus of people that was behind her singing. Oh, how fucking freaky would that? Follow us oh, around and sing if, like that behind If us. you were on the fucking tee and that happened, <laughs> oh my God. You'd be like, oh, I hate the green light. Like, clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Go get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but it's Judy. She could sing about anything. All right. She you could know sing something. about single wine and people would love it. Oh. She's the best. Oh, I love This is a great. What is? What year is this? Stop it. <laughs> Whatever. You'll never hear another seagull impression ever. Please give Karen a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Yes. And be sure to check her out. Go to... She drank the seagull wine. She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yes. So thanks, Karen, for being part of the show. Thank you for being a last-minute fill-in guest and completely me. fun. And we had some fun. Happy Halloween, everybody. All right. There goes Karen. She's done.
Yeah, she's all done. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to finish my rum, and I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow night, October 6th. The Haunted Happenings Parade is happening in Salem. And Karen, the aforementioned Karen Scalia, she will be in the booth, uh, actually in the studio, and she's going to be broadcasting. Uh, oh, my headphones are short now. And she's going to be broadcasting, uh, doing live commentary for the parade because we had done that last year, which was a lot of fun. And I'm going to be the man on the street interviewing costumed characters. Last year, I talked to a minion. It was very fun. So that's what I'll be doing tomorrow night. And then Friday, I will be hosting one of the Salem Spirits trolley during the day. And then as soon as I get done with that, I jump in my car and drive right up to Bangor, Maine. I'll be up there at the Spectacular Event Center headlining that show. And then the next night, I'll be doing a fundraiser at the Springfield High School in Springfield, Vermont, a lot of road work for me, a lot of road work. So if you guys get a chance, come up and see me in some of the shows. And as always, if you want to be part of the show, if you want to be a guest, if you want to say any kind of commentary, email the show, radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can even call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, my guest will be the aforementioned Steve Tobin. He will be on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great Columbus Day weekend. And we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.